Some of you might be thinking it that Penn State recruiting took a hit after the loss to Ohio State, but I'm going to listen to the current commitments who have said otherwise. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. That is right. You are locked on Nittany Lines. Thanks so much for making us your first listen and watch every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Zach Seiko, bringing you all things Penn State Nittany Lions. And coming back to help us on a Cruton Friday is the Locked On Podcast Network's own, also host of Locked On Knowles. That is Brian Smith. And since we're talking recruiting, he's the king of high school football recruiting analysis, the king of job recruiting is LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. Subscribe to Locked On Nittany Lions wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Brian, before we started recording this show, you said that this was an ugly loss for Penn State. You couldn't stomach watching the game. Penn State just did not look good. Oh, we all saw it. Penn State did not look good against the Buckeyes, and now you have to wonder what the impact is on recruiting. Let's begin with that. We'll talk about Franklin's pitch. We will also, for the his pitch to current recruits for 2024, 25, and beyond, and then the visitors that are coming for the Penn State-Indiana game. Penn State losing 20-12. to 12. You had to imagine that recruiting was going to take a hit, but it really didn't seem to. I, I would say that Penn State is stuck in neutral at this point because recruits came out in support of James Franklin. And that's the good news here is that nobody backed out of a commitment. Nobody went to bad mouth James Franklin or Penn state. They went to support him and other recruits just didn't exactly answer. But at the same time, Ryan, our conversation was originally that Penn state, if they won this game, they would make significant progress. And I think it's a step backwards because they didn't move forward at all. I think that's a pretty good way to look at it, to be honest. They need to get over the hump and get a few of the kids that, quite honestly, Ohio State mm-hmm. usually beats them for at wide receiver. That's the number one thing on Penn State's board. And I'm not trying to beat on a dead horse here, but they just don't have game breakers yep. outside. They just don't. Oh, and, it <laughs> I mean, now, to be fair, these two teams play every year. They kind of know each other. And Ohio State has legitimate defensive backs that have a chance to go into the draft, have a chance to at least get to the combine, et cetera. And when you got a sophomore quarterback, that's that's a problem. So I'm going to start there. I'm, I'm not shocked by this. Um, as a general rule, any quarterback in college who hasn't made it up to 500 passing attempts is usually pretty mediocre. So I'm not shocked by it. But at the same time, to get your first down late in the game, I was like, okay. I, I'm not shocked either, though, that they're not going to take a big hit because recruiting is still about relationships. This staff does a tremendous job with that. And James is a big part of it. He actually likes recruiting. Most head coaches hate it. He likes it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, as people get older, they don't like recruiting as much. And I get it. Right. NIL stuff and all that too. But he's done a really good job. Yeah, They've got excellent coaches all across the country recruiting for them. Texas, Florida, Georgia, everywhere. Yeah. They'll be okay this year. The bigger question I won't know for a while, and that's how it impacts 25, 26, because those are just building. At some point, you're going to start losing kids just flat out because what are they one in their last ten? So they're one and nine against the Bucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pathetic. There's just no way around it. They've had good teams 
yeah, Barkley, et cetera. And they, they just don't get over the top the way they should consistently. So right now, okay, but they need something to go their way in a bowl game against Michigan, something to get the mojo back. Yeah. For Penn state, this was the opportunity to really buck that trend against the Buckeyes rewrite the narrative because the narrative is Michigan. And I know they're going through the cheating scandal and everyone's saying, well, Michigan wasn't good until the past three years when they, when they hired the assistant, right? I'm not going to get into all of that. Michigan and Ohio state are the Kings in the big 10 right now, Ohio state trying to take that crown back because it's been the Wolverines at least very recently, but over the past decade, and I'd argue even prior to that too, it has been Ohio state. And this was supposed to be, the moment for the Nittany Lions, James Franklin, to establish themselves as a perennial powerhouse. And even though they are better, the team is better. The problem is they didn't close the gap on Ohio State. So Penn State got, because I believe that this Penn State Nittany Lions team is actually James Franklin's best. They had the most talent. They have the best recruiting class. Manny Diaz, Mike Yursich, it's a good staff. But the issue is that Ohio State is still getting better. And Penn State still cannot outcoach them, out recruit them, or beat them when it all when it all really boils down to it. So Penn State's better, but they're not closing the gap on Ohio State because Ohio State continues to up the ante as well. Yeah, I mean, you look at Ohio State's skill position players, and I know a few of them that they have, including the quarterback and Jeremiah and stuff. If you don't, I mean, and Penn State's defense is legit. Let's give them credit. I mean, they hung in there, all things considered. But at some point, you just got to score, man. You just got to score. Uh, Penn State, we're talking about recruiting right now. Well, the extension of that is the transfer portal. The number one recruit for them is the unnamed wide receiver they got to get. I have no idea. I'd argue even two of them. I'd argue you got to get two of them. Well, yeah. Here's the key. While I understand you're, you're talking about math. I'm talking about that guy. They need a Keon Coleman type. Like we're the Florida, guy, States, right. Florida State had Johnny Wilson. Well, he's the number one. Okay. Well, now they got two of them. You can't play seven in the box again. I mean, go ahead. They'll just throw yeah. it over your head. Penn State can't do that. It's a shame because like Catron is technically the other running back, but he's an NFL player. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't even get a chance sometimes going to get like Ohio State's defense is good but they just smother you because they have zero fear on the perimeter. Cover zero, zero, cover one. Yeah. We're better than you. Yeah, my dead grandmother can call cover one. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's not that hard. They're just better on the perimeter, and they suffocate them because they tackle well. And, you know, they've got really good talent up front. Until Penn State fixes that, this is going to be the yearly thing. They, I don't know how you do it. I'm just, you know, I'm stating the obvious. They got to get somebody that is a right now, you must pay attention to me on every single play wide receiver. And until they do, they will not beat Ohio State. Bottom line, the impact on recruiting isn't bad. Isn't bad. And there are a lot of recruits that have come out in support of James Franklin. A couple players made some very, very supportive quotes. And it's good to see. And you have to at least take that into consideration. But the conversation was about pushing Penn State forward, going over the mountaintop, and they didn't do that. So the the narrative continues for those top-fledged recruits, those five stars, even if they get just a couple of them. Penn State, at least for the time being, isn't getting those difference makers that are still going to opt for Ohio State. I don't know about Michigan, but when the 
recruiting battle goes down. Yes, they won Micah Parsons when it was Ohio State versus Penn State, but typically Penn State has lost those recruiting battles to Ohio State and other top programs, and that narrative has not changed. What is James Franklin's narrative? What is his pitch? We're going to discuss that in just a moment. Let's hear from one of our sponsors on today's episode, the king of recruiting for jobs, and that is LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hires can feel like a high-stake wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It is easy to host a job on LinkedIn Jobs. All you got to do is add your job and then add the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and just the right experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and then hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs in number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That is linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And this episode is also brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. There's a lot to like about the Game Time app experience. One of them is the flash deals on last-minute tickets. So you're already getting last-minute tickets. Then on top of that, exclusive discounts through the Game Time app. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. And this is the coolest feature, the image views of the seats where you're going to be sitting. So there's no second guessing. You know where you're going to be sitting. You understand the view of the venue before you even get there. Lowest price guaranteed and event cancellation protection are also included. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create that account, redeem code Locked On College for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And the Locked On Podcast Network amps up college football coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time across all the Locked On College YouTube channels. And then wherever you get your podcast, you can listen back to the show after it is finished going live. Myself and Brian have been guests on the show that is Locked On College Football Kickoff Live to prepare you for the weekend slate of games, preview the matchups, and talk about the college football playoff implications. And State still, they're down. They're not out. They can recover against Michigan. And like recruiting, I think they didn't move, but the point was they needed to move forward, Brian, and we've established that. But what is Franklin's pitch? Because I know that recruits aren't going to exactly go out of their way to badmouth the coach that they've committed to and been committed to for a long time. Same thing with the program. That would be a really bad look, and I don't know what other program if they were to decommit after a loss. But we saw Penn State was able to maintain a lot of the class of 2022 after that 7-6 and six season in 2021. 
the, the recruiting class of 2022 is the iconic one, the Drew Aller, Nicholas Singleton, Katron Allen, Deny Dennis Sutton, right? You get where I'm going with this. And seven and six didn't seem to deter any of those guys. I know they didn't beat Ohio State, but you can't tell me that they're not talented in one of the best classes in Penn State recruiting history. At the same time, we have to understand what is James Franklin saying to these recruits? Brian, what would your pitch be to these recruits after losing? Because the the whole idea is that, hey, yes, we were going to take that next step. So why why didn't they? Or what, what are recruits thinking when they do lose that big game? Kids pick a school because of the people more than they do anything else. The person that's recruiting them, the mm-hmm. head coach, the AD, training staff, the other players, everybody they meet on visits. It's about comfort. Now, they probably don't like that Penn State didn't win the Ohio State game. Okay, I grant you oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. But is that the only reason you're selecting a school? I mean, that's to be honest, is a very minute point. And fans may not know that, but I'm telling you, this is something I have conversations with a bunch. It's about relationships. The ones that establish relationships early and continue on throughout the year, good, bad, or indifferent, are the ones that end up with big-time classes. There are teams that end up in the top five that have 500 records, and it happens every day. Texas A&M. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, that's a whole other animal. I know, but that's yeah. a different one, yeah. But Penn State didn't have a great year. Notre Dame had a class in the top five about 15 years ago. They were three and nine or something like that. You know what I mean? It just happens. Stanford. I think Stanford's a big example of that in the present. Yeah, I mean, when Jim was there, when they were taking, man, that Stanford team was terrible. And they were having top 20 classes Hmm. when they weren't a top 50 team. I mean, they were garbage. And he got them to where they wanted to be before he went back to the NFL. I think that's part of it. It's just relationships and like, you know, Harbaugh found kids that fit Stanford. That's a really specific fit. It's a hell of a lot easier to fit Penn State. It's a state institution. The academics are good, but their standards are different. They can get different kids in. And how hard is it to recruit there? So I don't think that I'm too worried about the pitch because he can say, hey, you're the guy that's going to help me get over the top, which is flat out the the deal. Like when he's calling a receiver right now, if that kid's not interested in being, you know, a kid at Penn State having a chance to play early in front of 110,000 people, Maybe he shouldn't be at Penn State. So I don't think it's as hard as people think, but people right now are ticked off at Franklin, et cetera, and I get it. He failed miserably. They, they were terrible in that game. They were terrible. But recruiting is not his downfall. That's the one thing I'm very confident in with Franklin and his staff. Brian, you actually said it. You brought up my point is that James Franklin's legitimate pitch, what it is, not word for word, but it is you can be the person. You can be the guy to fix our shortcomings, right? Exactly. Hey, we got a problem. We got a problem at wide receiver. You can come in and make an impact. We've had, you know, our quarterback play has been okay, but it could be better with you. Hey, especially how about the running backs? Nicholas Singleton, Katron Allen. You got to be able to sell a timeshare, right? Most running backs want to be That's the right. face of the offense. They want to be the bell cow. James Franklin and J1 Sider are selling a timeshare to Nicholas Singleton and Katron Allen, and they continue to do it. They are going to get two running backs in every single class, 2024, 2025. They have Messiah Mickens for 2026, probably with the same message that you're going to have a companion at running back for your class as well. You're going to have a classmate at your position. So how are they always able to do it? Because the pitch is you can be the one that fixes things. You're going to be the one that's going to be the standout 
So they focus on the player and not what's going on right now. Some people might say that's a cop-out, but I say it's a valuable recruiting pitch in this case. I don't disagree. I mean, besides that, what else would he say? There's mm-hmm. always, you know, what's the alternative? Don't come to Penn State? I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's, of course he's going to fight and move forward. Hey, I need you here. The game's mm-hmm. pretty obvious. I think you know what I'm going to say here. Come be a part of this. And then on the other part, Ohio State still has a lot of guys on mm-hmm. offense. Obviously, they got the miss. You know, it was a good call, the holding call, but it cost Penn State a touchdown. Yeah. Overall, that defense, a- the defense played really well. Imagine what that defense would be if the offense could move the ball some and they weren't on the field the whole freaking day. Yeah. I mean, it's that's not a hard pitch to call a corner right now. It's not a hard pitch to call a middle linebacker or a defense, whatever. It doesn't matter. Yep. They're all good football players. They just need some help on offense and keep the defensive talent coming. Yeah. You get the opportunity to play for Manny Diaz. You get the opportunity to play for Mike Yersich. I know Mike Yersich is in hot water right now, but he made Sean. I think Sean Clifford gets to the NFL or at least gets that draft spot because of the work that Sean Clifford did. I mean, he did play six years of college football, but Mike Yersich helped him a little more and picking up with what Ricky Ronnie did and his first, you know, first couple of years of development with Joe Moorhead. But that's besides it. But Manny Diaz or look at who we've developed, Saquon yeah. Barkley, Micah Parsons. So that that is the recruiting pitch. That's what Jamie and that's the consistent. You can't judge because at the end of the day, these kids all want to play in the NFL. They want to 100%. play on Sundays. The possibility of the NFL and getting there is very appealing and attractive to these guys. So when you have the when you have the results with Parsons and Barkley and Godwin and Gesicki and Pat Fryermuth, and I could keep going on and on and on, and then look at the current players, Chop Robinson, Adisa Isaac, Abdul Carter, Kalen King, all these guys project to be early picks in future NFL drafts. Now, I do want to mention the couple of quotes that the players had said, and we've known these guys to be very supportive of Penn State and very interested and intrigued, and I didn't think these guys would sway, and I'm not surprised that these guys have come out in support for James Franklin. But Donovan Harbor, 2024 offensive guard, when asked about it, PSU for life, Coach Franklin is the best there is, hands down. Vabu Torre, safety out of New Jersey. I don't share any of the concerns with the fans that think that I'm 100% locked in with PSU and coach Franklin. And then three-star offensive tackle Garrett Sexton said, I don't pay attention to the outside noise at all. I believe in my coach and he's a big reason why I committed to Penn state. I'm 100% committed and I can't wait to be a part of the team. One game does not define the season. I'm excited to see how they bounce back. And Peter Gonzalez said his commitment was not affected at all. Xavier Gilliam, Kari Jackson also reiterated that sentiment that their recruitment isn't any different. So there you have it. Key figures in the class of 2024, all saying the same thing. They're all in. I think it's pretty interesting because, I mean, they're not going to just come out and bash the guy, but at the same time, these are just flat out straight to the point. I'm going to Penn state. So I think that kind of shows the point of, Hey, relationships really do matter. I like that guy. I want to play for that guy. I want to be a part of that program, that institution. It's pretty holistic. And that's a good sign. Some schools, I mean, Penn State's a little easier to sell than some other programs. I mean, 
Yeah. It's a good institution, good academic. There's a lot of things to like about it. Then adding the flavor, because again, not every head coach does this, but James gets involved directly with the recruiting. And I'm not going to go into a bunch of names, but there are a handful of head coaches that are mentioned commonly around college football. They're more figureheads. They just don't want to deal with it. But that's how Franklin has helped build himself up and Penn State is being involved in recruiting and getting kids that otherwise they wouldn't get. I mean, you and I have talked about on air and off Texas, Florida and stuff. They've never recruited in those areas with any success. That's because of Franklin put that mission out there, got the staff to do it. And he finalized it himself and selling it at the end because head coach always has to close. And that's why these kids are saying the things they are. So you got to give him credit. Before we get to the final segment where we're going to discuss the visitor list, it's a shorter list than previous games. It's not as much juice, not as much flair for Penn State versus Indiana. But there are some key recruits for classes beyond. Brian and I will discuss in just a moment. Let's hear from our final sponsor on today's episode, and that is PrizePix. PrizePix is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of players, including the pros and the sharks, you pick more than or less than on a two to six player staff projection and watch those winnings roll in. Prize picks is really simple to play. You make your picks and you can submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. With the Prize Picks reboot policy, your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. NFL games, college football top 25 matchups. If you have a player that exits in the first half and does not return in the second half, that player is rebooted. PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. Go to prizepix.com slash college and use promo code LockedOnCollege for a first deposit match up to $100. prizepix.com slash college. Promo code LockedOnCollege for a deposit match up to $100. PrizePix, daily fantasy sports made easy. And Locked On Nittany Lions is your go-to podcast for happyvalleyinsider.com. For more information on recruiting, to see the list as it expands, this is the one that is to av- available to us right now. But happyvalleyinsider.com, Penn State Rivals will have more info on that as it rolls in over at happyvalleyinsider.com to talk more Penn State recruiting. Prime, Penn State, Indiana. Penn State is a 31.5-point favorite in this game. Recruits. Should get to see a Beaver Stadium atmosphere that I think will actually play in favor because the weather is supposed to be nice. Low 70s, mid 70s, partly cloudy. It's not supposed to be a stormy day and perfect to get. Perfect to see that atmosphere, good conditions, and to also watch a Penn State win and a a rowdy crowd that at least for the start, I am concerned. I've thought about this. I really hope the fans don't boo James Franklin when his name pops up on the scoreboard that's happened in the past that happened a lot in 2016 when the whole it was the used cars salesman stuff and that really and they had to fire james franklin after especially after getting blown out by michigan but this almost feels like the similar type of setup they got blown out by michigan people are writing them off they're selling them off and then they still have an opportunity to save their season this time the roles are a little reversed instead of getting beat by Michigan and beating Ohio State. They've been beaten by Ohio State and now have the chance to redeem themselves against Michigan. But that's not going to be a good look for recruiting at the Indiana game if your fan base boos you when you show up on the Jumbotron. 
if that happens, it's a bad sign. There is no, there's no positive there, bro. Um, the I didn't even think Sean about Clifford. It. They boot Sean Clifford because Drew Aller wasn't playing. Quarterbacks a different deal. I've, I've I've had conversations with parents of quarterbacks, and I always tell them the same thing: you can't turn on any form of media, which drives them nuts because they all want to look. I'm like, don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. And they do it anyway, and they get mad. Yeah. Can't do it. But uh, yeah, it's hard, and I get it. But he's making like nine, ten million dollars a year, or whatever it is. They want to boo him, they can boo him. Yeah. So it's it kind of comes with the territory, and I, you know. They pay a but lot the of impact money. on recruiting, what what's a recruit going to think if the oh, fans are at, at a home game are booing James Franklin when he's just introduced as the head coach? I don't disagree. I'm just telling you that this happens everywhere now. Mm-hmm. Fans have zero patience. Win now or get out. There are fans all the time that like well, send me emails about a school. Mm-hmm. A guy will be three or four games into his tenure. I already know he's not the guy. Really? Three or four games, not years, not years, games. You, you of all people should know this with Mike Norvell as the Florida State head coach. <laughs> exactly. Especially with, the, I mean, Florida State's roster needed a lot of management, <laughs> to put it mildly. If it wasn't for No, the I pool, understand. You know, it's just, he's a good coach, but I knew it was going to take a while. It's still going to be up and down because you lose a quarterback, et cetera. Yeah. Look, Auer's going to be a junior, then he's going to be a senior. Yeah. James Franklin's going to look a lot better. It's just the way it is, man. If you don't have an experienced quarterback and you don't have Caleb Williams, you know, like even Drake may freaking redshirted. Okay. And he's going to be a top five pick. He'd have been a top five pick after last year. There's just no way around it. They got to get better at quarterback and they got to get a portal kid. If they had a great receiver, Mm -hmm. like if you put Harrison at Penn state in that game, I've been saying it, I've been saying it. It's, you know, I mean, they may not have won, but what are the odds? that the game would have looked a hell of a lot better. I mean, they couldn't guard him, but nobody can really guard him. So he's an NFL player still in college. That's it. So they've got to get something. They don't necessarily get Marvin, but they got to get somebody that changes games. And then they won't care about the head coach. Because at the end of the day, this is one of the greatest quotes ever in college football. Bobby Bowden was as blunt as it gets. Just a nice guy, but his Mm -hmm. theory on football was simple. I always thought that if I had better players than you, I was probably going to win. Well, you know what? It's working out real well at Ohio State. Okay? That's just – they've got good coaches too, but they roll the ball out most of the time at smoke teams. Mm -hmm. They just have better talent than anybody they play in the Big Ten. So you got to have another guy out there to help at least make it more competitive because right now they're way ahead of Penn State at a couple critical areas, receiver in particular. The list for Penn State versus Indiana is a short one. There are going to be some more recruits, but the one that's available to us at this time recording this podcast, and and there are some names that, Brian, it opened up your eyes. Montrez Walker's going to be there. He recently decommitted from, from Michigan yep. in this cycle, class of 2025, but he's visited South Carolina, Colorado, Deion Sanders, right? And uh, Deion Sanders just got his quarterback uh, in, in high school football recruiting. Montrez Walker taking a visit to Happy Valley. And then Nashawn Montgomery, someone who's down in Florida, you're very familiar with a four-star high-end wide receiver, maybe could get into the conversation of being a five-star. Chris Vigna, an offensive lineman. Noah Shimko, an offensive lineman in 2025. And then in 2026, you might know this name as well. 
from American Heritage High School, Dia Bell, Gavin Marshall. Yeah. Yep, Gav- Gavin Marsharlick out of Mount-, Mount Carmel in Pennsylvania, and then McIntosh, Georgia tight end Hollis Davidson. So those are the commitments at this time, or those are the recruits, I should say, at this time that are going to be visiting Happy Valley. Amaris Williams was actually supposed to take a visit to Penn State. He's not going to anymore. Amaris Williams committed to Florida, committed very, uh, committed right after his visit to the Gators, had Penn State uh, in one of, as one of his top spots. So it became a little interesting, him seeing Ohio State versus Penn State. And then, so, but there, there it is. There's a small little example of he was at the Ohio State Penn State game and then Penn State loses and now he cancels his visit to Happy Valley. Read, read into it what you will. Maybe there's some other circumstances there. I don't know for sure. Okay. But we talked about how Penn State needed that game against Ohio State to push into the conversation for those higher end recruits, Morris Williams being one of them, and they don't do it this time around. Montrez Walker, Dia Bell, Nashawn Montgomery is there. Which, how could you rank those guys in terms of most pri- the highest priority, most important? Nashawn is that long-armed outside receiver that can go get it. He's not a burner burner, but he's pretty mm-hmm. fast, and he's athletic as all get out. He's a kid that I would watch very closely. Uh, yeah. That's a kid Penn State will go after. If I remember correctly, he's originally from the East Coast, and moved down to South Florida, but really good kid. I uh, saw him at Future 50 Under Armour event at IMG Academy. Mm-hmm. This is a kid that can compete against anybody, and he would play early at Penn State. That'd be the yeah, guy I'd watch the most out of that. You can't teach height. He's at least 6'2", and he can really run. And then Dia Bell, this is a 2026 quarterback, so yep. it's never too early to recruit your next quarterback, and Penn State's had a lot of conversations with different quarterbacks. Bekeem Kritz is another one that's out of the class right. of 2025, but he's in the state of Florida as well. Dia Bell, should Penn State fans get to know this player? I think everybody should. Dia's been around the block. His dad is Raja Bell, the former NBA basketball player. Um, he's very good kid, uh, easy going. When I ask him a question about other, other players he's with, this, that, and the other, he's very intelligent, knows exactly what to say, and he's very accurate. Uh, long and lead kid, still needs to fill out a little bit, but he's a very accurate quarterback, and he's got two more years. He's on the radar to be one of those top 100 prospects in the, in the class wow. of 26. And Penn State's already having him on campus for a visit, so that is a really good sign. And then Montrez Walker, I, I don't think fans should – I think fans should be encouraged that he's coming to visit, but immediately took visits to South Carolina, Colorado, right after decommitting uh, from Michigan. So – but Penn State's in the conversation. That's all that matters. And still going along with the pitch to him is you can be the next Micah Parsons. You can be the next Abdul Carter if you come and commit to Penn State. Those are the kind of kids you got to get over the top with. He's at Buford. Mm-hmm. Those kind of programs, they always have players. If you get a few more of the Georgia Florida kids to go with what they're already getting out of Maryland, mm-hmm. Virginia, D.C., you know, Pennsylvania, Ohio, New Jersey, they can have a top 10 class every year. So and that's a great, great program, man. Going to that high school, it's like going to a college. Yep, yep. Buford, Georgia. That's a, a very good point. That's kind of like that. I mean, IMG Academy is a little different, but it's just that's one of those things. They, they, they crank, <laughs> they crank, they they do crank out college football prospects consistently. That's why we have you on the show, Brian, to talk all things high school football recruiting, get that insight and analysis. Another great discussion 
in the books. I really appreciate it, Brian. And I know the Penn State fans appreciate it as well is because it's a reality check. And unfortunately, the reality isn't perfect, but it's not the worst case scenario here. And Penn State will stay afloat in this case. It is what it is, brother. Sometimes you just got to make it happen. And hopefully for Penn State, they can turn the switch, get it going a little bit with the Indiana game, and you just keep grinding. It's not like you ever give up. It's, it's football, too. It's fun. So go out and enjoy it.